This is Allie Henney, and you're listening to Combing the Roots, powered by The Witness, a Black Christian collective. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about self-care. Stay tuned. Hey, so on this episode, I'm talking about self-care. Self-care, that phrase, has gotten such a bad rap as of late because it's one of those things that this cycle always happens in culture where there's a concept or idea that most of the time it has been around for a long time and then uh, there, and there's or there's like a segment is like a, a specialized area or something of, of society that people might use a phrase or might hold uh, might hold a certain concept or belief or, or idea or something like that and then it kind of becomes mainstream and so then whenever it becomes mainstream everybody's like oh hey it's the thing look at the thing let's talk about the thing let's have the thing and then after it becomes a thing for a while and then after a certain segment of society gets a hold of it and they and they start to they they start to like really really dig into it and as my mom would call it they start to wear it out um they start to they start to wear whatever it is out and so then there's like this backlash against it where then people are like oh my gosh the thing no we hate the thing oh I can't believe y'all want to do the thing and then people start writing think pieces and stuff like the the super like millennial thing to do with this is to be like oh okay I'm gonna write a think piece on why we shouldn't think this way and why this thing we should actually be doing this other thing and whatever and we gotta and we gotta like you know be all extra and whatever about it so self-care has become one of those things and so like there's a lot of like debate about what self-care is and isn't there are a lot of people that are like oh self-care I hate that concept but the thing is, is that people have been taking care of themselves. So that's literally what self-care is, is taking care of yourself. People have been doing that since like we've been here because, you know, it's kind of really hard for society to, to sustain itself if people aren't taking care of themselves. Like they're just like, I mean, that's just kind of basic like life. You do things to take care of yourself. But self-care, of course, is beyond taking care of yourself that just like the basic your needs but sometimes even for some people like you you might deal with um certain mis- mental health concerns and so taking care of yourself just at what most people would construe as like a basic level for um for some people like that 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 thing that that might be basic for you um is like i've like this is it's like life-giving and and critical for somebody for somebody else like they're like they're really you know surmounting like an obstacle to um to be able to to do that thing and that and so whenever they do that thing it's it's self-care to be able to do that and so self-care like i said i, I think it's kind of gotten a bad rap but it's literally something that that we've been doing for a for a really like long time uh, i think that where it gets the bad rap is that that um, self-care often people will use it to describe things that maybe for the majority of people aren't self-care and so it's like okay you're saying that you're doing this as an act of self-care but it's really not because because self-care really and I guess I should maybe um, unpack this concept a little bit for people maybe who who aren't really hip to what I'm talking about um but the concept of self-care more or less is taking care of yourself in a way that 
is different than your normal routine. Like it's outside of your normal routine. It's something that it might be above or beyond in measure than what you would normally do for yourself. Um, So like just for an example, and I'll get into some other kinds of examples uh, later in the show. But one example for me of self-care is detangling my hair. Um, I have an Afro, like I wear my hair in a wash and go on most days. And then like my second kind of style is to like put on a head wrap or whatever. And sometimes I'm wrapping my whole entire head and sometimes I'm just, you know, doing kind of like a, like a band just across my head or whatever. That's kind of my second most common style. And then, um, the other style that I'll, that I'll do, I haven't done it in a while, but is kind of putting my hair up in like a puff or whatever, kind of, kind of doing like a, like a, like a puff or whatever, I guess, you know, like a chunky Afro is what some people, what, what some people will call it, um, or the, the, the kind of style that I'll do or whatever. But, um, like that's kind of just, just what, what I tend to do with my, with my hair. So because I wear my hair out a lot, I'm actually like super prone to tangles and super prone to like, sometimes my hair tries to lock up on me and it's just, it's a whole entire thing. I don't always wear my bonnet. So I'm out here giving advice to people, um, that, that I'm, that I don't even do myself, but I, uh, but it's like, I don't even wear, (laughs) I don't even wear my bonnet, um, half the time. So I, so detangling my hair is like, a thing and so it and it's not like my hair is not like to where it's just it, it sometimes it does get to where it's super tangled where um I, I might go through a season where it's like I don't have time for anything like I'm I'm barely taking care of myself and so like I so so barely taking care of myself at like the basic level so detangling for me at least is as extra and I've tried to work detangling just into like my regular um wash and, and condition um routine and there's probably people who are hairstylists who are listening to me who are like oh my gosh what are you doing what oh my oh my goodness no don't tell me this and and you could just I guess you could just plug your ears I'll <laughs> be probably like turning it off now like oh my gosh no she girl she don't take care of her hair let me I, I can't listen to this show anymore um but anyway um so I know that my hair practices are whack I know I try to use good products but I know that my hair care practices are whack please please don't follow my example of hair care because I know that it's awful but anyway I so I I don't detangle as often as I should and I don't trim my hair as often as I should and it's something that I'm trying to rectify but right now that falls into the realm of self-care for me because it's because it's above and beyond what I normally do and so I think that there is even like this unique expression of self-care that black people have to engage in and that's actually why I titled this episode the way that I did wear your bonnet grease your scalp and maybe if you're a guy it's like I don't know wear your do-rag grease your scalp I don't know if it's like wear your do-rag brush. Like, you know, I'm not like not into wave culture at all. Now, I like to see some waves. Don't get me wrong. Like some people get it and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you got you got some waves. Okay, I, I see you. But I'm not really like into that culture at all. I don't understand. I don't really like understand it fully. Um, like I, you know, I, my, one of my cousins was super into, into waves for a while and they would just, and, and he would just like sit around and he would just brush his hair. And I'm like, 
why he put, he get water on his hair. He put, get some, get some grease and put some grease. And I'm just like, why, why are you doing this? I don't, I don't understand it. And so I tend to make fun of people who are involved in, in wave culture. I, I tend, that's what I tend to do. But even though I, I make fun of it, it, it I, I, you know, you guys really do some awesome, y- y'all really do some awesome stuff with, with your hair and, and, and it's whatever. But anyway, I'm not sure what the male equivalent to where your bonnet grease your scalp is. And I guess I should say something about greasing your scalp too because no I don't use grease so don't so don't like write in to me and be like Allie are you using grease on your hair you still using grease on your hair no I don't use grease on my hair I haven't used grease I haven't used grease on my hair since like 2005 probably um maybe yeah I feel like it's been 2005 so no I don't I don't use grease I haven't used grease on my hair in a really long time yes I do moisturize my hair but I don't I do moisturize my scalp but I just don't use grease to do it um so when it's so like you know, I, I've been using the oils and the butters for a really long time I was I've been using the oils and the butters while some of y'all was still using using blue magic so I'm I'm a kind of a little bit of a snob about that but anyway um but yeah like I it's, it's talking about greasing your scalp. So it's is a figurative greasing your scalp. Now I'm not going to shame you. If blue magic works for you, then do you. If if ultra sheen works for you, do you. Like that's whatever your brand of if you still use grease on your hair cuz I feel like that that's like a thing like with the national with the natural. I don't know why I said national. Um with the natural hair revolution, I feel like that one of the things that we have let go has been has been grease. So it's like we let go of um, the relaxers. We let go of dark and lovely. Or for me, it was African Pride. Um, I African Pride was was my was my brand of of relaxer. But as we let go of African Pride or uh, dark and lovely or see I can't even tell you what the dark those are the two brands that that I that I feel like were available at the store and the whitewashed Walmart that I went to um, but whatever your brand oh um, Hawaiian silk how could I forget that I think it was Hawaiian silk was called because that one had like a, a unique smell to it um, I can't remember some of these other some of these other brands but anyway and I guess if you're still out here like on the jerry curl train you know what I ain't mad at you if you still out here getting a jerry curl you still out here uh going and you walk and you rock in the carefree curl or the s curl or whatever it is hawaiian silk might actually be see i'm see i'm telling myself i'm gonna go ahead and tell myself real quick so i had a jerry curl and i had a jerry curl for a really long time because that was my mother's preferred style and I used to be one of Jerry's kids, not Jerry, like as in Jerry Lewis kids. I used to be one of Jerry's kids as in having a Jerry curl. But anyway, that is like a super digression. That's a super rabbit trail. Maybe I'll have to talk about how I was one of Jerry's kids because it was, it was actually like a thing for me, but maybe you are still out here with a Jerry curl and no judgment no shade, no shame whatsoever. And maybe the equivalent is using activator. But my whole point here is, is that sometimes taking care of your hair, first of all, is a self is a self care as pra- a self care practice. So that was maybe number one. But number two, is that we have a unique way of taking care of ourselves as black people, we have we have unique things. And it's not just related to our skin and our and our hair type. I mean, y'all, y'all know this, but just even being black people in America, we we, we have certain things that, that we have to think about. And we have to if we if we aren't careful, we can end up in in patterns and in, in cycles of, of thought and behavior 
behavior that can be destructive, that can that can be self-destructive. If we're if we're not careful, we can end up sort of like taking things into ourselves, taking things into our spirit, into our soul, into our presence. We can end up taking things into ourselves and taking things onto ourselves that are actually destructive. And so self-care in a lot of ways can be an act of resistance. Self-care in a lot of ways in a society that tells us that we're not worth anything to actually say, you know, hold up, I'm going to care for myself and I'm going to do so in a way that I that I take um, that, that you're really taking in, in, in a sense of intentionality to do so whenever you're whenever the, the, the society is kind of hurling all these things and, and throwing all these ideas at you. It is actually an act of resistance is is activism to do that. So in the next segment, I want to talk about this idea of self-care in the black community just a little bit more. See ya. segment I mentioned that self-care was a form of resistance and I also talked about how black people we have a unique kind of brand of self-care I guess that we that we can or should can do should it's kind of it's all of it um, but we, we have this unique brand of self-care that we engage in and so in this segment I want to talk about that just a, a little bit more so self-care, uh, like I said in the last segment, I think that it is a concept that I would agree has been co-opted by mainstream culture. And so things that typically aren't self-care for most people sort of have become like this, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna practice self-care, bye, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, no, you're not maybe really practicing self-care unless this is something that is unique for you, that it's like a, it's like a big deal to be like, oh, like for some people, you know, I, I know that people who, who struggle with depression, that sometimes even like getting out of bed and taking a shower can be, a, can be like a big milestone for them, where for a lot of people who, who don't, uh, deal with that that particular mental illness getting up and taking a shower in the morning it really isn't a thing like it's you you do it or I guess if you're an evening shower person you you, you shower and you do it when you want to do it you do it whenever you're able to do it and it's really not like this thing that is like oh wow let me let me give myself like a boost up like like let me let me boost myself up because I took a shower but for some people who who uh their their life circumstances makes that a thing where taking a shower is is a milestone for them it's a it's a big deal and we should definitely uh, applaud that but a lot of times people take things that like really are just like no you're just doing something like you're just you're just having fun or you're just yeah you're just taking time out for yourself that's not really self-care sometimes the, the concept can can be kind of skewed so it's like oh I'm going out for ice cream it's self-care and I mean sure like if ice cream is something that you never ever really get to do perhaps it could be self-care or maybe there are certain circumstances or whatever that it that it definitely like uh feeds and and um nourishes your your soul in a in a way that maybe another another thing wouldn't so you know I don't want to discount that I don't want to discount that that reality but I also think that sometimes self-care just gets applied um maybe the better way to say it is that the the intent behind people's self care the um 
maybe not the thing, not the specific thing, but they're but sort of like the intent behind it becomes like this, the, it becomes like this thing where it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing this, this activity, or I'm engaging in this certain thing that I, that I like. And so I'm calling it self-care, but really it's not self-care, it's avoidance. So I'm like avoiding things that I actually need to do. Or it's, if it's not avoidance, then it's, oh, I'm practicing self-care and it's indulgence. And so self-care becomes an excuse to overindulge in things because it's like, oh, but this is self-care. Oh, but this is self-care. Like, oh, like, like eating like all of this ice cream, this whole thing of ice cream, that was self-care. And then like the next day you're like, oh, you know, I got the Venti uh, pumpkin spice latte or whatever it is that people drink from Starbucks. And oh, like, and I did that like, like six days this week, that's self-care. Well, I would say maybe that's not technically self-care. Um, if, if that's like your reality, like you're doing this all the time, that maybe that's, that's not self-care because, because your intent behind it is, well, I'm just doing this thing to kind of like, like I'm just indulging, like I'm just overindulging. Like I, there's no reason on earth why I actually need to do this. Like there's no reason on earth why I need to eat three tubs of ice cream on three different days. Um, like there's no, there's no reason why I need to do this. I'm just doing it because I, because I want to indulge. And so I think that that, that that's a lot of maybe what pushback against self-care is, is it's a pushback against overindulgence. And then there's also the element of just cheapening the idea of taking care of yourself because we all take care of ourselves it's how humanity has been sustained over over all this time has been us taking care of ourselves so to make something like oh I'm doing self-care that it's like but is that really self-care or is that just taking care of yourself because the concept of self-care the idea is taking care of yourself in a, in a way that's that's unique and that is above and beyond what you would normally do and it's taking it's taking time out for yourself in a context maybe where you wouldn't be able to and so i say that black people that we have a unique sort of take on self-care is that we deal with a unique onslaught from society and so there are times when self-care isn't like this indulgent hey I'm just going to relax hey I'm just going to chill hey I'm going to do something that is fun or that that makes me happy sometimes self-care is like protecting yourself it's not just taking care of yourself but you're taking care of yourself by protecting yourself from the onslaught and so sometimes self-care is saying well, some black person got murdered in their home this week. And so for me, self-care looks like not reading the news story, or it looks like not watching the body cam footage, or it looks like whatever number of things that you do, not to avoid the topic, but to just say, you know what, like, I can't put that in my spirit right now. I can't put black death in my spirit. And so I am just going to take a step back and not engage with this. So a lot of times people make self-care into an indulgence thing but sometimes um self-care is about abstaining sometimes it's about saying like no I'm not going to do this and where that becomes an act of resistance for black people is I think and especially for black women 
is that society already, American white culture has this idea that like if you're not working, if you're not producing, like we place a lot of value on what people can produce and what they're worth. And we then like tie people's intrinsic value in to how much they're producing. And so to so to say to society, because society, American society was literally built on the on the backs of black people. So to say, you know what? I'm not going to let like the world build itself on my back. And so I'm going to take a step back and do something that, that, that takes care of me and that centers me and doesn't take care of other people. And this is something that for black women, we, we wear the cape. Like we will wear capes for everybody. We are out here for everyone, for everybody. We are out here for black people. We're out here doing doing work, taking care of black men, black children. We're out here taking care of the black community as a whole. We're out here, sometimes some of us on our jobs, our jobs treat us like mammies. And so we out here taking care of these white folks at this, at this job because saving them because they, because they wouldn't be able to to get along without our wisdom without without our expertise without the things that that we have and we often do that and it's often thankless we often um we do stuff we we carry an emotional toll we carry we we do emotional labor we we are often seen as as beasts of burden uh, I've, I've heard the phrase used that we that we carry so much weight and we carry so much for people and we often um are not remunerated for the things that we do or we're or it's it's not it's not like like if a, if a white man or a white woman were to carry the same uh the, the same loads that we do um we we they would be paid a whole lot more they would be given bigger titles they would be whatever I for one have experienced this in, in ministry many of you guys many of you all uh, know that I that I'm a minister that I that that's that that's the church has been um, where a majority of my my work and, and stuff has has been and I can say this as a black woman in ministry that there were times that I was that I was carrying the load for for different churches, for different ministries, for different organizations, and not carrying like the load like oh man I was doing like every single thing conceivable to to, to humanity, but I was doing a lot and I was doing a lot more than uh, what my what my title or job description entailed, and. I'm somebody that I that I I enjoy. I if it's something that I enjoy doing, then I enjoy it, and I do it uh, to to the best of my ability. I do it with all with all my might, and that's just that's just is is how I am. Is but something that like I, I don't I'm not that person that's like you all in just just you know high energy on on every single thing. Um, I'm not that person. But I'm the type of person that if I really care about something, I will put in the time, I will do the work. I mean, you know, I, I try to really perform with excellence all the time. And so I am uh, often in situations you can can carry a, a high capacity and can and can carry, um, you know, a, a load of stuff. And so you know, there are times that that I would be would be carrying stuff in in the different ministries and stuff that I'd be involved in. And it wasn't that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm angry about this. 
but especially like because sometimes for me it's like I'm, a, I'm the type of person that that kind of in a situation you just kind of almost I guess it's like almost kind of like maybe maybe it would be considered like dissociation I don't know but you can just almost kind of just say because you guess you got to get through it like you're just like okay like I'm just gonna do this it's okay but then you look back and you're like man how did I get over like how did I how did I do all this how did I carry all of this I don't even know but you have the grace to be able to to go through it and so I've been in that situation and so I've looked back there's been times whenever I've looked back and I've been like I am really like carrying the load I was really carrying the load in this situation and man like they should have paid me or should have paid me more <laughs> or like I really you know whatever like I like I really helped this organization and man like people were, were thankful for my work or were thankful for what I did but you know there's not there's not a whole lot like that like I, I see myself like in situations where it's like no I really like I really came in and really like saved y'all I saved y'all time I saved y'all money I saved y'all whatever because if I if I wasn't out here doing this with this black woman and I've, and I've been in situations where it's been multiple black women carrying the load in in organizations and so I say all that to say that black people especially black women especially we carry we carry such a, a load and there's and there is almost um an expectation that you know we'll, we're, well we're strong we can we can do it we can we can handle it there, there's just this, this this expectation that that exists that if we're not careful we can end up doing like way more than what we need to we can end up in situations that, that just are not healthy and and normalizing that as everybody's experience when it's not really everybody's experience it's your experience because you're having to work twice as hard etc 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 um I've, I've seen i've not read the articles but i've seen this headline kind of floating around here like working twice as hard is killing black people and i've not read the articles to kind of know like what they've said and kind of what the what the ethos and the in the mentality and and the research or whatever is behind this but i definitely will say that that there's aspect of that there are aspects of that that ring true that we us just working to just kind of succeed um to to succeed it does take a toll and i think that that sort of the that that particular type of headline what that what that headline can um or some of the implications of of such a such a headline or such a phrase is that it, it can imply sometimes that it's a choice it's not always a choice working hard being being a beast of burden whatever sometimes it's it's not a choice it's what we have to do to survive because if we if we don't take on the things in our in our workplaces if we don't take those things on then our value is questioned then then our work ethic is is questioned even though there are people who are doing not even the same amount of work that we're that we're doing who get kind of get a free ride they get the ability to be able to kind of coast and kind of half step and and do all this other type of stuff that that black people especially black women that we just can't afford to do so self-care as an act of resistance is saying you know what instead of working really hard working myself to the bone on this I'm going to take time out to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm not going to to respond to these text messages between this hour and this hour. My email is closed after a certain amount, of, after a certain time of day, et cetera, et cetera. Like sometimes it's, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's in what we do. 
but sometimes our resistance like I said earlier it's in what we don't do and it's in it's in us just saying setting a boundary sometimes self-care is setting a boundary and saying this is like like I'm not going to go past this line like I'm not going to work past this number of hours and those are kind of just just certain uh, certain kind of practices of of self-care certain general kind of ideas and whatnot of self-care that that we have to carry as black people so in this next segment i am going to talk a little bit more about some specific self-care practices stay tuned segment I kind of unpack this idea of self-care as resistance so in this segment I want to talk about some of those practices of self-care so the name of this episode is wear your bonnet grease your scalp and I've talked a little bit about how maybe some of that might look different like so maybe you're not literally wearing a bonnet or literally greasing your scalp. But there are things that I think that all black people need to do in order to take care of ourselves, especially in this climate. So one of the first things that we need to do, for me, it, it, it boils down to our consumption of media. And it's not just uh, media like as in traditional media, but it can also be social media. So I think an act of self-care that that many of us, most of us, all of us probably need to engage in is setting boundaries for our consumption. And so I mentioned in the last segment about black death, that that self-care sometimes is not is being the person that you're not gonna watch the body cam footage you're not gonna watch watch the dash cam footage you're not going to to watch these different these different things that 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 show up whenever black people are murdered in the street or you're not going to watch black people be abused and I think that 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 is a good act of self-care um this is there there's it's very rarely really that I will watch videos or that I will listen to phone calls or that I'll whatever because it's like at the end of the day I really don't need to see it I really just don't need to put that into my spirit I can I can read the account I can read the summary I can read the summary of it which even that in and of itself that can be that can definitely uh, be be damaging but I can I can you kind of know everything kind of around it but there are times whenever it's just like you know what I don't really need to put that. I don't really need to put that energy into myself. Like I just, I don't need, I don't need that. There are sometimes whenever I do, there are sometimes whenever I do say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and just, and just see what this, what this is. This person, this person lived through it. The least I can do is watch it. But I'm, but I'm very judicious about that. And, and it's a matter for me really of that, of doing, practicing that emotional wellness of, of checking in with myself to see, well, am I in a space that if something, if something were to really, could, could this, could this really could this really be upsetting for me? Could this really, um, could this, could this trigger some, some things for me? And so that actually brings me to another kind of 
aspect of self-care practices is that there are lots of different self-care practices that, that, that kind of fall into certain categories. So I think, you know, you talk about mind, body, and spirit. So there are self-care practices that we think of with our, with our minds, like those, those emotional things, those emotional components that you avoid things that are, and not like in this avoidance response, but you just are saying, you know what, I'm going to practice self-care by guarding my emotions and not indulging in that, like not partaking in that, not consuming whatever it is. Then there's also the body. And that and that's really kind of like the, the physical type of things, I think, is what often gets labeled as self-care. So is, is what kind of has become part of the self-care craze is like, oh, I'm going to go to my favorite restaurant and whatever. Like, I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to sit back with a good book and a, and a mug of hot chocolate, whatever the thing is. And and so it's, so it's kind of like this this physical act of, of something that you're doing. And that gets and that gets labeled as self-care. And I think that 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 that's what most people probably think about whenever whenever they think uh, whenever they think about self-care. And those types of things are, are great. I think that they are important. I think that they need to be done um, with intentionality. I think that that in indulging in self-care, sometimes it's, sometimes it's not things that are extra. Sometimes your self-care is like literally like taking care of your basic needs. Like self-care is I'm going to drink water and I'm going to make sure that I'm drinking plenty of water. And so like, you know, being being at an event or being in a, in a workspace or something like that where you're like, where, you, where maybe you're under a lot of stress, there's a lot of demands for your time and your attention and you say, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to make sure that I'm hydrated. If I can't control anything else that happens in this circumstance, I'm going to make sure that I'm hydrated. Maybe it's stuff like wearing your bonnet and greasing your scalp that, that, that you, um, that you are, that you are saying, you know what, I really need to take care of my physical body. And so these are the things that I'm going to do. And then there's the aspect of, of spirit. There's the aspect of things that just is self-care practices that are good for, for your soul. Um, I have never read any of these books, but there's this, but I remember there was this whole uh, craze back in like the late nineties, early two thousands, where it was, there was a soul, there was this book called chicken soup for the soul. Like I said, I have never read it. Um, I feel like it was a white person thing, but I say that, but Oprah might have talked about chicken soup for the soul. And maybe that's why people are like, oh, chicken soup for the soul. I don't really remember. I just remembered that. I mean, granted, I grew up around like all white people. I really felt like that, 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 that there were a lot of white folks who were like really super invested in chicken soup for the soul. So don't feel bad if you've never heard of it. Um, because yeah, I, I have no idea like really how widespread it was, but it was definitely a thing for some people where where I was growing up, and so like but this but the but the um the the title I think the idea is like oh your soul is like it's getting chicken soup and it, and it's getting nourished and it's getting and it's becoming well or whatever like I think that you have the ability to be able to think of like oh chicken soup for my soul what would that be well there are some things that might be chicken soup for your soul that might be and maybe there regular practices because self-care it, it can be a regular the self-care things can be regular practices can be things that you that you set your intention to and sometimes there are things that, that you treat yourself with um but there are things that you do that are self-care that just it's not really like sometimes they can even maybe be things that don't really take care of the body aspect of it and maybe don't really take care of your mind but they but they are things that 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 make your soul kind of come alive in in a way so um one of my things and this is this is so awful and problematic that I'm even talking about this but 
So something that has been chicken soup for my soul lately has been watching all my children. I will not talk about how I've been able to watch all my children, but I have been able to watch all my, because all my, all my children doesn't come on anymore. Um, it went off the air, I think in 2013. Um, my mom watched all my children from like the time it first came on until the end. Um, she was, she loved all my children. Uh, we used to call it chillins and like, we would be like, Oh God, watch chillins. I mean, I grew up on all my children and then I grew up on the CBS soaps too. So young and the restless as the world turns bold and the beautiful guiding light. I watched them joints and it, and it was, a whole, I, I, there's a whole lot that I could say <laughs> about that. Like, man, like, like, no, I literally soap operas, soap operas helped raise me. Um, I think that soap operas helped make me a good writer, believe it or not. But anyway, uh, that's like a whole other topic. So anyway, so self care for me recently has been watching all my children. And I'm so embarrassed to admit this. Because I know that soap operas are just corny. I know that they're awful. There are a lot of things, the time period that I'm that I'm watching from is from the early 90s. And there's stuff that I'm like, yo, that is like a problem. How is this, how was this on TV? Why do you have this teenage girl in a relationship with somebody who's like 10 years older than her? And like, no, I mean, you know, they're not like consummating their relationship but still that is that that person that just really feels really predatory that doesn't feel whatever like I don't even know I'm not even I'm not even trying to apologize for it I'm like like trying to apologize for it like 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 be like oh like this is let me let me I guess not apologize make excuses that's the word I'm, I'm using I'm not even gonna try to make excuses for it I'm saying like yes it's 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 ratchet um there's even been like some racial things that I'm like oh my gosh that is that is like racist like y'all even like in trying to comment on race in like a positive way um this is this ain't this ain't it y'all uh so yes yeah, so so it so definitely it's maybe all my children is like my problematic fave I don't know y'all don't don't write me hate mail about all my children please don't just let just let me live um let me have let me have this one thing um but yeah so self-care uh, uh, all my children sitting back and and watching watching Erica Kane and them in, in Pine Valley showing out that that's something that it allows me to be able to connect with a story that isn't my own story it's connecting with people that aren't people that I have to deal anything with and I can just sit back and and uh and, and kind of check out in a way and just kind of be like okay hey I'm, I'm not living in the fantasy world so to speak but I'm but it's something that I can that, that it, it helps me relax and something that I'll say about this is that something that I, that I will actually say about about soap operas um my mom watched soap operas. My mom, like I said, she was super invested in all my children. And we also watched Loving. Um, we also watched Generations when my mom discovered that that was like a black soap opera that came on NBC in like the very late 80s, early 90s. It was very short lived, um, but it was only on for for a few years. But anyway, like we were invested in that. And then my, my grandma, she watched in soap operas every single day. And I would stay with my grandma every day. So I would see soap operas every day. Um, would watch them whenever I was home from school, whatever. Um, my grandma would then would also uh, tape the soap operas for my aunties because my, my grandma and my aunties, they, they were all invested in CBS soaps. They love Young and the Restless. They loved As the World Turns. Like that was that was their stuff. And so my grandma would tape the, the shows for my aunties and then um, 
in the evening time like so sometimes even for me like after it would be like after school um whenever my aunties would come home from work my grandma would play the tape and we would and, and we would watch and we would watch the stories and something that I realized about those stories is yes it's a bunch of rich white people like like most of these soap operas especially if you're talking about like the 80s and then the 90s they started to get a little bit more diverse um but still it, it was still like super super duper white and it's something about like watching, you know, these these rich white folks or these just white folks and watching their lives and watching whatever that really provided an escape and a haven for black women to be able to retreat. So I think about, you know, my, my mom, I think about my grandma, I think about my aunties, um, you know, they've just living their lives as black women and the onslaught and stuff that they had to deal with in their time. And I think about the onslaught that, that I deal with in, in my own time and them soap operas are a retreat. And so your self-care I, I took so much time talking about all my children and not really justifying why I watch all my children because I mean it's none of your business but just saying like that like being being able to engage in a practice that nourishes your soul that people aren't make like sitting back and watching your shows whether and maybe it's not all my children maybe you're watching something on Netflix maybe you're watching something on HBO maybe you have because we because we all have our stories I mean my, my stories um before I started watching all my children again my, my stories was Downton Abbey which ain't nothing but a bunch of rich white folks doing white people stuff and I know don't write me about it but just being able to have that space that it's not always a fully safe space because sometimes there's stuff on there that can be like, oh my gosh, like whatever. But then also it's like, I'm just not going to get too deep about it. Like, yes, I know that the, that some of the shows that I like that the cast, like there's stuff that's super problematic is whatever. But you know what? I'm using, I'm, I'm using this to turn my brain off. So, so I don't care. So like y'all, y'all can fight the battle. Like I, like this is us, even though I have not watched, I don't even think I've watched all of this, the third season of this is us because I've been too busy with school and stuff and then I definitely haven't started uh, the season that began in the fall of 2019 definitely have no idea and I've, I've been avoiding it so I can so I can watch it um but I know if there is stuff that is extremely problematic with this is us that is extremely problematic and I know a lot of people who are like this is us it's problematic and blah 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 and I'm like listen y'all can fight that battle I'm gonna watch Jack and them like I'm just like I'm just gonna do it and I'm just gonna turn my brain off like I know I know that Jack and Rebecca are problematic but I'm just going to turn I know that I, I I know that Randall is problematic um I know I know that they are I, I know like I, I know that they that is that it's a lot that's problematic but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna watch my show and so we just have to have those practices we just have to have those those moments and those in that space where we can take care of ourselves where whatever it is that we can say you know what world you know what society you're not going to make demands on me right now because i'm taking care of myself so let me go watch my stories peace <laughs>